0: hello and welcome to talk the talk with pastor sam and paula perry we are the pastors of family vision ministry located in columbia south carolina we're excited about the vision god has shared with us and even more about sharing it with you
1: again our purpose of this particular ministry is to win souls to Christ, bring restoration to families, and strengthen the community through love, prayer, and the teaching of the gospel. Our foundational scripture for your information is coming out of Joshua 24 verse 15, and it says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose you yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether it is the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord.
0: Now, before we go any further, we would like to say a prayer for those who are and will view
1: this podcast Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you, God, for all that are going to listen to this podcast and are listening right now. We give you the praises for you are worthy. We repent of our sins, been in thought a deed, and we just surrender ourselves right now to you, saying, Holy Spirit, you have control, that we might hear from you and be able to glorify your name. It's in Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Talk to Talk.
1: Yes, we are so glad that you've joined us today, and we are going to move forward with part two of sexual immorality as we give dating tips.
0: We don't want to end on fornication before we give you some healthy tips when dating that will help you not put yourself in vulnerable situations.
1: So true, Pastor Sam. Something to consider to lower your risk And it's amazing that I actually read this pamphlet in a doctor's office Mm -hmm. and I got some great insight. It says, you know, look for someone who's interested in values that match your own. Avoid dating someone just because you're, you, you know, you're sexually attracted to them and decide ahead of time how far you're willing to go in a sexual situation. Notice if you start to feel uncomfortable and then it may seem as if, you know, each other, but. You can't really know a person until you meet them face-to-face. So, Pastor Sam, all the internet dating, all the t- texting, and mm-hmm. I, I guess it's all the all different ways that you can meet a person online, but you really don't know a person until you meet them face-to-face. And when you do go out on a date, avoid putting yourself in a difficult situation by introducing drinking into it. And I know these might seem like old-fashioned rules, but these rules are things to help you stay clear of what the enemy might have in store. And when it comes to setting rules, some basic things that we Mm -hmm. need to know about dating, Pastor Sam, be clear about your rights. Never force sex on anyone for any reason. And, you know, that's for the male or the female. Both parties have to feel comfortable and make decisions together. Well, you know what you're going to do beforehand and then talk about things. Tell your date what you want and what you need. Say what's important to you. Let them get to know you. A lot of times, Pastor Sam, mm-hmm. isn't it true? We don't get a chance to get to know each other, do we?
0: That's right.
1: And so you have to watch out for trouble. I'm talking to Christian mm-hmm. men and women. We're talking to Christian men and women. Pay watch out for trouble. Pay attention to your what you know what your date when the date gets too close. When the date gets too cut, touchy feely, and you're not ready, it's you know, it's like wait a minute, there are boundaries. I just met you, and even if we've been in a relationship for a time, a long time, is there still boundaries within the relationship. Do both people play equal roles in deciding where you're gonna go, what you'll do together? If not, you may be at risk of being pressured into a situation that's unsafe. Do you feel like you're, you know, you're being persuaded by that person to do what they want them to do? Do you ever feel afraid if you say no? Do you feel like he's rejecting you or she's rejecting you if they tell you no? Uh-uh. Or, or if you tell them no rather. So all these things are important. Furthermore, when you're talking about really preventing some problems, mm. and, and this gets, you know, like, again, you all may say old-fashioned, but there's nothing. What does the word say, Sam? There's, Pastor Sam, what does the word tell us? There's nothing. There's nothing.
0: New under the sun.
1: Nothing new under the sun. So the enemy is. If it
0: was done already, it's not new. If it's new, it's probably not true. And if it's old, it's already been told.
1: Amen. Mm-hmm. And that's why we said when you're dating someone, you never be pressured into having sex with them. And you make sure your no is no. That person, if they say no, guys, it means no. If the female says that. And likewise, if the man says no, uh, l- let's ease up. You need to ease up. You need to remember who you are. And silence does not mean consent. Mm-hmm. And if you you know you notice something that's risky or whatever, you, you can interrupt. You know, you even if you have to go to the point of uh, we say take your tasers now, nine one one, whatever you have to do because you, life is too short. And the situation right. that we find ourselves in as Christians, we're human, we're flesh. Someone told me, hey, because we are in the flesh, we have these natural desires, and they're de- desires that were created by God. But when we're talking about dating in 2022 those same tricks as the pastor just said that the enemy tried back in our day when we were dating
0: it's no new deal same thing
1: same thing a new day same thing and we have to protect ourselves ladies and guys because women can be just as forceful as men if you feel uncomfortable then it's time to exit take your feeling seriously and be bold and get up and leave if you have to your decisions that you make we have to think about them and a lot of times in dating we really don't talk and we don't really don't talk about things especially when it comes to sex we meet somebody they're handsome they're beautiful in your eyes and so you just okay okay your feelings and your emotions get all caught Mm -hmm. up but the real thing is, have you taken time to talk to these, this person? Have you taken time to get to know this person? And then also, have you even said, hey, what have you kind of looked at some things? Ask the person, what do you want next week? You know, if we have sex tonight, what's your goal for next week? What's your goal for the next de- decade? You talk about these things before you go to sleep with someone. And first of all, as a Christian, we're not supposed to be entering. What are we talking about? Not entering into sin with fornication.
0: That's right.
1: Amen. And it says, do when you meet someone, do you talk to them? Do you really have that conversation to say, hey, what would happen if I got pregnant? If you're the female, the male, what would happen if I got an STD? Would we break up? Would we stay together? What, how would we follow this out? These are things you talk about before you say, okay, I'm ready to sleep with someone. This is stuff that you need Mm -hmm. to talk about in a relationship. How do you really feel about me? How do you really feel? uh, How should we get engaged? What would happen? And if you don't know these things beforehand, then the answer is we don't need to be involved. Conversation needs to be deep. Before you date, and if you are dating, before the relationship goes any further, sex needs to be the topic that you're talking about, That's right. not avoiding, not playing around it, not saying, oh, he's nice. She's nice. He's handsome. Oh, you got a good career, blah, blah, blah. You need to talk about real things that happen in real relationships. And when you put these things on the table and you talk about them, then you might have a second thought. Well, wait a minute, God. Mm, I know what your word says and I know what I want my future to look like. I know where I want to be in the next year, the next five years. So, therefore, maybe dating this person is not right for me.
0: Just a quote from GodQuestion.com The connection between sexual immorality and idolatry is best understood in the context of 1 Corinthians 6 and 18, which says... Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commit are outside of his body, but he who sins sexual sins against his own body. The bodies of believers are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 Pagan idol worship often involve perverse and immoral sexual acts performing in the temple of a false god. When we use our physical bodies for immoral purposes, we are imitating pagan worship by profaning God's holy temple with acts he calls detestable. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11
1: let me say this, Pastor. You remember the story? There's a story in the Bible where um, Elijah and was going up against. Uh, th- Jezebel who worshiped Baal Jezebel was married to King Ahab and she Mm -hmm. was wicked and we always talk about that Jezebel spirit and she was that kind of woman Jezebel spirit wants to control the man because she really wants to be in authority but she wasn't in authority because she married the king but she manipulated she uses different things she worshiped other gods she did all kind of things in that manipulation Mm -hmm. and to make the king do what she wanted to do so she was really in control and that's that but uh Jezebel type spirit that a woman can carry uh if if they're, if they're not in Christ, you, that spirit says, look, I'm going to have control over the man. I'm going to be the one in authority and get him to do whatever I want so that I can have that power. She Amen. really wants that power. Amen. But what was going on with prophet Elijah, he came against all the uh, Baal worships, the worshipers, the priests, I yeah. idol worshipers, the priests. And what would happen a part of Baal worship was this. They would have male prostitutes mm. at the entrance of the temple for mm-hmm. Baal. And so you would have males out there, you know, do, prostituting themselves and they were, it was a part of their Baal worship. And so it's like, um, and they were called actually dogs. So we have to be careful, you know, what we're aligning ourselves with because this stuff was kind of crazy back yes, then. Yes whereas so she had this type of worship and they did all kind of a child sacrifices etc so this type of fornication that you're talking about and how it deals with idolatry think about what happened to Jezebel for those of you who are Bible scholars think about what happened to those who followed after her those priests that she had those false priests mm-hmm. what I say because of what was going on and how they actually worshipped they worshipped Baal and they used all kind of prostitution mm-hmm. all kind of perverse type sexual acts Thanks. orgies whatever yeah,
0: that's detestable
1: and those things were detestable detestable <laughs> before God amen amen amen. <laughs> amen now we have a question here there was a question that came to us and we said you all are welcome to send in questions um go to our website and When it comes to the podcast, there's a section there where you can actually ask a question of the pastors. And the question that came from the audience, we'll say from you all said this. Why do you feel it is so important that the church talk about sex? And we've already said so. And we said just as the scripture, you know, talks about sex Mm -hmm. and we need to always be talking about it because if we don't talk about it and we keep it silent there are so many things that will come about of a, as a result of ta- not talking about it and so it's not a shame or a taboo there's so many things actually within our culture that we don't talk about because they've been considered taboo for mm-hmm. so long for generations and we've hidden things but when you start talking about these things when you start taking a stand from a biblical perspective about these things it actually enhances your relationship with your spouse. It enhances your relationship with your children. It makes the family unit come closer together because guess what? When you're open, when you're with your children, when they're young, Mm -hmm. then when they're older and you really want them to talk to you, they will, they will talk to you instead of all of their friends because they'll know that they don't have to be, Oh, I'm I'm feeling this way. And if I tell my parents, it's going to be, Oh my goodness. Or whatever. And we don't want it. Like we want open dialogue. That's and right. Open dialogue makes a difference. And that's what happens. We are so close as a community, as a people. You know, our culture says certain things just don't cut it.
0: And we also they we need to have a safe space so we can feel that we can talk about. You can come to a person that you believe in, says I'm 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 struggling with this. How 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 can I? How can you help me? Because you give me scriptures? What do I need to do? I am warned with this thing. But we also know you can win. And the scripture tells us that. And we'll get into that as we go on.
1: Amen. Amen. He said that key word, safe space. The church should be a safe space. When I think about, you know, we think about civil rights. The church was the place, it wasn't the school, you know, that uh, uh, that, that had the powerhouse as far as uh, discussing things about civil rights. It wasn't necessarily the homes, because at home, you know, you have the parents and the kids or whatever, but it was the church that talked about civil rights where the laws were laid out and the plans were made and success came about through a body of believers coming together and making a difference and making a stand through talking about what what our freedoms and liberties that we That's have right. now as a people. Mm-hmm. So it was through the church was that p- place of safety that you could talk about things. So the church should be a place of safety. We said it's a hospital for the sick. Sin is that sickness that we are saying That's God has overcome. Mm-hmm. God, you know, Jesus Christ has overcome it. So we have to learn how to deal with it, how to walk in it and feel safe enough so that we can talk about, okay, we're in the church. I want to talk to my Sunday school teacher about, OK, I'm feeling a certain way or whatever, because I have these urges now. I I mean, I know that I'm saved, but I really, really feel like I want to just go and sleep with somebody. I want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. My body's doing all these crazy things. What do I need to do? How do I be careful? Talk about saying, hey, you want to date? Yeah, people date, but dating groups. Talk about saying, hey, you got to be mindful of what you're watching. You If you don't want to fall into sexual immorality, what did you say, Pastor? It's where all around all us we can't get away, can't from, get it.
0: away from it
1: now. but you have to say okay i'm gonna guard myself how do we guard ourselves what we let through our eye gate yeah Certain movies we watch, what we hear, what we, hear, what we look at on our, th- through our cell phones or whatever you call guard it.
0: Guard your spirit. You got to guard. You
1: got to guard your heart. And if you teach your children that, and if you start guarding it for them, don't be the parent that says, okay, I can't monitor what they're using on their cell phones. And I can't be the parent that not let my kid have a cell phone when they're three years old. Please come on. You're the parent. And you, and even when they're of age, you still need to monitor what they're looking at. How they say, "Well, you're being a helicopter or lawnmower type parent. That's what you're called to be. You're the parent." But from a church perspective, we got to do our part. If we teach it, sometimes parents, pastor can't teach it because they've never heard certain things from a biblical mm-hmm. perspective. You're correct. And you're you're the pastor. We're the pastors. Mm-hmm. So we have a uh, we have a uh, our commission to share the word.
0: That's right. To
1: teach the word. And so as we teach our congregates and let them know, then they'll say, okay, those new young parents, they'll know, okay. And they'll have a comfort level with the older women in the church or the older men.
0: Yeah. Basically we have to get the relationship. I call repair the relationship of a uh, trust in the church. So we can, well, individuals can feel safe again to be able to talk about sexual and especially fornication uh adultery and and all of those things uh that we have to deal with
1: Mm -hmm. uh pornography is prevalent and we're just gonna finally just wrap up here with a few scriptures we're not gonna read them all but we want you all to be armed with the word and um again when you have questions please just email them to us or whatever and you some of you might say well i've heard all of this before but guess what you're hearing again. So God, if Holy Spirit says, this is what the people need to hear again, it's because we need to apply. We need to apply Amen. what we hear.
0: What does the scripture says about this subject? We're going to give you some Bible verses. What subject? Fornication.
1: 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20 says, flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the The body, Mm -hmm. but he that committed fornication sinneth against his own body.
0: Mm -hmm. Hebrews 13 and 4 marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge.
1: And, you know, we might have a problem with that because everybody says, well, I don't want to really get married. No, you don't want to get married and you don't get married just to have sex. That's the worst thing you can do. If you're just getting married to have sex, your marriage will not last. Right, Pastor? You have to have more than sex for a marriage no, to you last. You have
0: to have more uh, ingredients than that. But Paul did address that for the ones that were burning in the flesh.
1: Yes. And- and,
0: but it's a way that you go about. Uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to break, make the connection to the, your mate. Uh.
1: Amen. So there are a lot of things you can do. You do but again, we don't want you to say, "Okay, I, I got to go get married. I'm 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 14 years old, so I got to get married right now." First mm-hmm. of all, it's illegal, mm-hmm. at least in our state, to be married at 14. So you you're not going to run out to get married to have sex. But what we're trying to do is give you tools and arm parents and and arm the, the
0: foundation. church.
1: A, a, so no. that you can start teaching and when you do come get to a point where you do want to indulge in sex, you'll have enough information to say, wait a minute, I'm going to make a sound biblical decision. To abstain, to flee fornication, mm-hmm. because that's what the word says. And if that means I have to, you know, get involved in other activities, you know, when we're just idle, uh, idle mind is a devil's workshop. So we need we need to be involved in things. And some scriptures here I was reading it says uh, John eight forty one through forty two. It says, "Ye do not do the deeds of your father." Then said they to him, "We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God."
0: Galatians uh. Five nineteen through the twenty-first verse. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. It outlines a few. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, mischievousness, and etc.
1: And the works of the flesh are Genesis from Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Mm -hmm. And it goes on. So read that passage of scripture. And then we're going to wrap up with the passage of scripture.
0: First Corinthians 7, 2 and first Corinthians 10 and 13. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife. And let every woman have her own husband.
1: It says avoid. Avoid. So how do you avoid? Again, we have to guard our eye gate, our Mm -hmm. ear gate, Mm -hmm. the type of conversation we're with or whatever. And we need to be able to communicate and talk to people talk to somebody else older if you can't talk to a parent find someone else that you can talk to to Mm and say this is where i'm at right now in my life Uh, some people have been saying and like i said i am i'm kind of open so i said yeah this is what i did in undergrad i had sex with uh, whatever before i got married but when the the holy spirit when i really had a relationship god and i looked at myself one Mm -hmm. day and i said and i think i was probably about 20 at that time and i looked at myself i was on my way to grad school and i said god something is not right and it was like the spirit of god just let me know hey you're saying that you're a christian you're saying this but yet you still having this relationship that is not a healthy relationship that's not a relationship that i would have for you so therefore you you, you know there, there has to be a change and i said god you have to help me in this area and the holy spirit he will help you in this area of, of fornication and so i was abstinent from uh, until i got married so it is possible for eight years and God will help you and show you and you will meet other like minded people. A lot of times it's like we're just in the wrong company. They said, beware of the company. you keep. That's right. That's another strategy to avoid falling into this temptation. So we're about to wrap up. What are you going to say, Pastor, for our final conclusion?
0: Well, uh, I would say this. What do you want them to learn? What do we want y'all to learn? Sex is a wedding present from God to be enjoyed in marriage. Number two, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Number three, God loves you so much that he wants the very best for you.
1: Amen. 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 Those are three great things. (laughs) Yeah, I like that, Pastor. You know, you said sex is a wedding present (laughs) from God. And so anyone should enjoy it. And, and our, you know, our bodies but are special he has
0: outlines too. It, Amen. Yeah. and
1: it is special. It's special. We are the temple. And, and, you know, he loves us so much that he wants the best for us. So he wants the very best relationship best. for Amen. us. He Amen. wants a very, and, and in following this outline that God has, it will believe it or not, you all might say this sounds so crazy to me. How can sex that I have before I ever get married impact my future relationship when I am married? Oh, yes, I it, wish it we can.
0: Had more time. I wish we had more time.
1: That. Amen. So we're we're on this. So we're, uh, Pastor. Yeah, I, I think that's about it for this week. And next week, or next time we talk, the next time we have this podcast, we're going to be talking about. The next one under sexual immorality, adultery. Adultery. We're going to talk about it. These things are not things that we're talking about that happen in the world, but all of the things that are outlined are things as but are issues that we as believers have to deal with. We Amen. live in a very real world, That's right. and we have to stop putting things under cover and acting like stuff isn't happening.
0: Amen. Now until next time, from talk to talk from Pastor Sam and Paula, we'll see you next time.
1: Amen.